0: So Kuomoo it's a place where, you know, hundreds of our ancestors, um, and not just from Hawaii Island, from across all of Hawaii, you know, sort of uh, the final resting place and battling, you know, for the future of Hawaii in this really uncertain time.
1: This is Hawaii Rising, a podcast from the Hawaii Peoples Fund. I'm Kenji Cataldo.
2: I'm Suyuno Amos.
1: Each week, we'll be talking story with grassroots community organizers at the forefront of progressive movements for change in Hawaii.
2: Over this series, we're featuring the 30 grantees who received community raised funds through the Hawaii People's Fund this year. It's our biggest cohort to date, and we're so excited to share their stories with you.
1: In today's episode, we have Dr. Kamana Michaelani Beamer and Kelsey Jorgensen from Aloha Kuomo'o Aina. An organization that stewards the historic site where the Battle of Kuamoo took place in the Kona District of Hawaii Island.
2: A central piece of Aloha Kuamo'o Aina's mission is to spread education on the Moolelo of the Battle of Kuamo'o. As you'll hear, this Moolelo has a message relevant to the uncertain and challenging times we face today.
1: We were enthralled by Kamana's storytelling in this interview, which we recorded back in October.
2: We're here today with Kelsey Jorgensen and Kamana Beamer. Super excited to be talking with you both. Could you introduce yourselves and Aloha Kua Ma'o Aina and also your roles?
0: Yes, right on. Awesome. Um, so, Aloha, I'm Kamana Beamer. I'm our um, executive director for Aloha Kua Ma'o Aina. Super excited to talk story. Love Hawaii, People's Fund, and all of you guys' work. So, mahalo.
3: Aloha mai kā ko. Um, my name is Kelsey Jorgensen, and I work as the program director for Aloha Kuwamoʻo Aina, or Aka. Um, and yeah, also really stoked to be here and talking with you folks today.
1: Could you share the story of how Aloha Kuomoo Aina came to be? What were you responding to and what was the motive behind it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'll give you the somewhat condensed version Um because the, the Mo'olelo of Kuo Mo'o goes back, you know, many, many generations. Um, and I think, you know, we, at least for us at the organization, we always really start and recognize that. Um, but I guess the recent history, um, in, let's see, probably about 2010, um, some of us started meeting, uh, myself and, um, we eventually formed the board, Neil Hannes and um, um, my uncle Keola Beamer. And um, we we got word that, you know, this uh, aina might be going up for sale eventually. Um, and there had been, what you should know about Kuomo is <clears throat> not only is it, you know, the site of this really historic, pivotal battle um, that really shaped the future <laughs> Um, of, of Hawaiian history in our islands, um, it's also right in between like uh, multi-million dollar developments around Kona. So similar history to most places in Hawaii, um, especially by the shoreline where, you know, there's a golf course on one side, <laughs> multi-million dollar homes um, on the other, and then uh, an entire sort of residential gentleman estate um, development gated community development so um, we we really as a family wanted to find a way to preserve um from any future development and and that was kind of the call to action you know initially um, in in doing so um you know we realized that like we had this opportunity to not only preserve the aina but but try to advance this this mission of aloha Aina um, as attached to the Mo'olelo of of Mo' and um, I think I'll share a little bit more of that um, after. But that was kind of our, our our rallying cry was like you know we we didn't want to see this precious place um, lost to. <laughs> to development, you know, and we wanted to keep it, um, for our people and our culture, um, to, to commemorate.
2: Yeah. I'm ready for the non-condensed version. (laughs) Please tell us the ma'olevo of Kuoma'o and its significance.
0: Yeah. So, um, so in some ways, you know, there's like kupuna intervention. Um, I think so my man, from the time I was a little kid, um, I, I remember hearing this mo'olelo from my grandmother and um, even my great grandmother sharing aspects of, you know, this story of the battle of Kuo and, um, you know, maybe now especially we can relate because Hawaii is in a tremendous period of change. Um, and there's a lot of uncertainty and, you know, we call it a huliao or hulihia, um, but this was one of those moments, you know, in in the history of our people. And Kamehameha e I had had recently passed away, and man, what a changing time, you know. Our depopulation was was starting to happen. Our, our people were dying from diseases, and um, and I think the elite at the time didn't really know what the, you know, the alopono was for the future of the Lahui, and and so there developed two sort of competing, um, visions for the future. And, and, um, you know, um, I think, you know, they, they wanted to leave behind the and, you know, sort of the religious and, um, spiritual traditions, uh, kind of of our people and, and the protocols associated with that. And then there was another faction, um, you know, um, Manonoma that wanted to kind of hold on, you know, to our traditions. And and my grandmother would say, you know, to, yeah, to hold steadfast in, into what it means to be Hawaiian. Um, and no judgment here, um, because it was a hulihia and just this incredible time of uncertainty, you know, and, um, but nevertheless, um, unfortunately, <laughs> you know, what it results in is a battle um, that takes place you know, there in, in Kona. Um, and if you go to visit Kona today and you drive to the end of Ali'i Drive, um, there's a place called Leke Leke. And, and you can see sort of the area that uh, we believe the battle kind of, the initial parts of the battle kind of start closer to Keoho and 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 then moves back. Um, and the way my grandmother told this story is, uh, and it comes directly from this chant, um, you know, the night before the battle, um, folks are actually in Ka'ava and, um, uh, goes by canoe and tries to get, um, Kalani and says, Hey, you know, come back to Kona. And she lets, you know, he's aware that the other chiefs are breaking the kapu and, um, you know, he, he refuses to go. And so they plan out a strategy, you know, for the battle and, and he builds this for um for his wahine monono. And, um, you know, so many interesting things about this pivotal moment. Um, you know, Keku Kalani folks don't inherit the weapons and kind of uh, cannons and, and muskets that uh, came with Kamemeha's army. And so his general, um, Kalani Moku, actually has those. And, um, when the battle first commences, you know, um, Kekukalani folks, you know, make their way and, and kind of try to, you know, surprise them. Um, but they get pushed back and, um, and they're mostly fighting with, you know, many traditional implements and, you know, they're kind of outgunned, um, and, and outmanned in that sense. But, um, Kikuklani gets shot and, and he f- falls and he rallies and he gets back up. Um, and, you know, the people rally around him and eventually he's he's shot again um, by a musket. And, um, you know, he, <clears throat> before that happens, he pulls his way back towards uh, the area that, you know, we set out to preserve, uh, this place called Kuomo'o. And... Um, yeah, and the way my grandmother told the story is from this this Punana that he built the night before and Manono's kind of observing the battle. She she rushes down and she starts, you know, just to kind of like our people, you know, just haku this this cry, you know, this this chant. And, you know, um, I think different parts of it are maintained in this chant called E Manono um, that you hear many halal do. But one of the lines says... Uh, you know kolohalaia kolohalaia malama koloha malama koloha and um, and so she rallies up and and you know so according to my grandmother you know covers Kekolani with his cape and grabs his spear and everybody rallies back around her um and this was kind of intense because you know back in those days uh when the head chief goes down people flee and um kind of a good way to have war, you know, (laughs) if you think about it, um, you know, not everybody perishes, but when the heads go down, then the thing can be pow, but Monona rallies everybody and they, they gather back up and she starts this, this rallying cry, you know, um, and pushes the forces, but eventually too, you know, she, she falls and she's shot, um, and the people scurry, you know, and, uh, the, the stories tell, you know, um, some of them, you know, take our, our implements and, and go up mauka and um, some people are caught and and they're taken back to like a jail area that was near um, Kamakohonu today, near where the so-called King Kameme Hotel is. And um, at that point, Liho makes his way to the battlefield and um, for the first time, you know, because he never actually comes down and there's all kind of stories about why you know he wasn't there um i think he was really torn you know about the future of hawaii but he hears according to my grandmother he hears like you know this this chanting and he you know as he gets closer to the pa and you know he hears um, you know ko alohala malama malama and my my tutu would say, "Keep your love, keep your love," and she would add, "There's no obstacle for Hawaii if you keep your love." And um, and he pardons everybody. You know, back in those days, only had one, <laughs> you know, one sort of um, punishment, you know, um, for rebellion and and um, but he pardons everybody and he lets them go. So um, so is is like this, you know we. It's a place where, you know, hundreds of our ancestors, um, you know, not, not just mine's, but all of ours, you know, um, from and not just from Hawaii Island, from across all of Hawaii, you know, sort of the uh, final resting place and in, in battling, you know, for the future of Hawaii in this really uncertain time. But um, the way we think about it is um, about, you know, taking care of our love, taking care of ourselves and each other, and in the midst of incredible times of uncertainty and change and challenge, you know, reminding ourselves of this this line um, that that's what keeps us strong. Yeah, um, aloha isn't weak. <laughs> aloha is fearless. You know, aloha stands up to injustice. Aloha enables us to to. <laughs> have the courage you know to to give all that we can for the betterment of hawaii and um and so those are some of the the lessons i think that we we draw from it um you know in in losing that battle of course hawaii goes on this path you know that sort of i mean the Heyao are ordered to be destroyed in some instances, the ki'i are burned, um, and, um, and our traditions really suffer, you know, um, and even beyond that, that, that system of aikapu, you know, of sacred eating, you know, realizing that what we eat has mana, you know, and our relationships to, to our resources and, and our food are sacred, you know, um, those are really important insights that also kind of uphold the management of our resources and, and the larger, larger resource management system of our kupuna that are really all embedded in this system, in this structure. So the Battle of Kuomo'o in 1819 um, really is is one of these pivotal flips Um for the future of our islands that i think in many ways we're still recovering from yeah yeah Um, but um it's a it's a powerful place to to engage our community and to do work and um you know um building off of this insight of you know malamako aloha um, we kind of have these goals you know to to be a it's a place of war but um, you know it's it's also a place of peace today and and so we you know gather um, our, our community you know volunteers uh, we've worked with um, halal um, schools <laughs> um, community work days, um, to just get a chance to to get back to this special place you um, now that it is preserved and and kind of have some conversations and reflections about about aloha you know and about taking care of ourselves and and each other and keeping our love um and uh yeah it's it's uh it's an incredible place i think that um you know grabs on
1: to (laughs) people Thank you for sharing that mo'olelo and drawing out those lessons for us in terms of thinking about our current uncertain situation as well. I would love to hear more about the educational resources and programming that you all are creating and carrying out to educate other people as well. Could you talk about some of the things you're doing and your goals in reaching out to more folks with this story?
3: Sure, I can jump in on, on that question. <clears throat> um, So yeah, like a lot of folks, uh, a lot of organizations uh, in March last year, 2020, um, it was a pretty big, abrupt change for us and the the work we'd been doing on our Aina. Um, And so uh, like a lot of other folks, I think we we made the pivot to trying to provide more virtual uh, learning programs for our community um, and sharing, you know, sharing our resources that we have for our, about our aina um, online, so can really hopefully widen it out to an audience. You know, not just to those folks that are able to come visit us at Kuomo'o, um on Hawaii Island, but also um, you know, online to anybody in the world, pretty much um, anybody who's wanting to learn more about our story. Um, and so we've got two, this year we added two new projects to our virtual learning, uh, program. And, uh, the first is a social media series called Nalu Iho, Um, and we named it, uh, we named this social media series Nalu Iho um, because the phrase expresses a sense of kind of reflecting within and, um, and trying to look within oneself to, um, to see if, if, uh, you know, things can be learned from, you know, kind of going on a mental journey within oneself. And so we use Ola we, um, each week we explore kind of a different term and, um, and then, you know, invite, invite the viewer, invite our, our community to, about the meaning, the, the deeper meanings of that word, um, and what sort of meaning it holds for each of us, you know, personally and individually. So um, we have that as available on our Facebook and Instagram. Um, we post uh, almost every week, uh, we, we have a new post up. And then um, our second uh, component project of our virtual learning program is the Kuomo Olalo web series. So um, that we're pretty excited about. We're actually launching that um, a week from now. So um, possibly before, it'll be coming out before um, this recording is released, but um, yeah, we're, we're really excited to, to launch this new initiative. Um, we're gonna be having basically talk story conversations with different um different aloha aina within our community, um, you know, our thought leaders and change makers, um, a lot of our aunties and uncles who've been doing this work now for a generation and really wanting to learn more and talk with them more about their um, their wisdom and uh, how they how this story of Kuomo'o can really um continue to have value today as as Kamana said in this kind of wahulihia. Um, and so yeah, we're really excited to invite um we're gonna have a panel discussion between um between Kamana and um, his Uncle Keola Beamer who's on our board um, as well as um, Uncle Neil Hannes another board member and um Dr. John Osorio, uh, who's the dean of Hawaiian Studies at UH Manoa. So yeah, we're really looking forward to having conversations with these folks and others. We're going to be, you know, releasing more in this series, and um, yeah, just just excited to share more of the iké of our kupuna um, with a wider
2: audience. Those conversations sound super interesting. I hope lots of people will tune in for those. So, now I'm wondering if you could tell us about some of the most significant impacts or changes you've seen come about in your work at Kulomol.
0: Yeah, mahalo. Um, you know, I think I think our insight is like, you know, health of aina and and our connection to our mo'omeheu and you know, um, taking the time to to reflect on on where we are <laughs> as a people um, relates to to the health of who we are. You know, um, and and so I think, you know, this this malama aloha and the work that we do on site in terms of um, some of the site restoration work and you know, um was a hot place. <laughs> um, and, and so we, we do some stewardship activities where, you know, students, um, people, haumana, um, educators can hulikalima ilalo and get our hands, you know, in the dirt. And so we've done some native plant reforestation. Um, it's a challenge right now because Kona is overrun with goats. <laughs> um, recently, um, you know, we spent about three years doing some, getting some permitting, um, but we do have the permits now in place to, we want to fence off our whole um, um, aina to to get the goats out, and then we can kind of work on restoring the the native forest, you know, that's there, and um, and then better steward the cultural sites because you know the goats um, jump all over everything, <laughs> and um, you know we have two heyao on, on property and um, on our aina. and so yeah, so you know that's some of the work that we do kind of on the ground. Um, And we've uh, have one acre that we've um, are able to keep the goats out right now, and and we've restored some native forest. Um, It's pretty amazing, you know, to be honest, that how quickly our our natives, um, how strong and resilient they are, you know, once you give them a chance to to thrive again. Um, And so, yeah, what started with just a little outplanting from our first program director, Kamuela Naihe, amazing wahine. Um, you go in there now and you have malu, you know, like there's shade because the trees are getting big. (laughs) Um, And that's really, really gorgeous. So I think that's one significant impact is just like seeing a small restoration of a native forest in a really dry (laughs) area that you, you know, you almost, um, some people think is uh, hard to, you know, hard to survive and thrive. And so it's kind of an example of like, yeah, how strong and resilient our native forests are. And we really look forward to You know, when we do have the funds to finish off our fencing and, um, you know, be able to work on restoration efforts of the native forest, the lowland native forest throughout all of the Aina. Um, And I think, you know, so not only the impacts on the Aina, but the impacts on people. So, um, you know, I can only share some of the individual stories that, you know, I've been a part of and the things and comments that people share with me. Um, But... um, you know, one one story that comes to mind that kind of just reflects, I think, some of the impacts that we can make on an individual level is. I'm not going to share the name, but um, you know, there was this Haumana and he came down, and um, you know, he, not all of us get dealt a really fair card, set, uh, set of cards <laughs> to play with, you know, and um, and life is full of like privilege and adversity and systemic racism and challenges you know and and this particular um you know kanaka he you know his dad was kanaka um he you know didn't grow up um well grew up in and out of hawaii in really challenging situations um and i didn't know any of this you know and we're just doing work together um out on the aina and and sharing the mo'olelo and um and when we were Paul for the day, we went um, and we actually took a drive together. Went on um, down Makai and, and did a little hiiwai and just tried to, you know, release everything and and brought a swam up to me, you know, um, and and in the middle of the ocean, he's just started crying and um, and he looked at me and he's just like, you know, he's like, bra, thank you, you know, I and, and he shared with me all of these struggles and these challenges. And, um, and he just said, like, he felt like something happened, you know, in, in hearing the mo'olelo and being on the aina and, and um, yeah, and, and this idea of, you know, malamako aloha. And for him, I guess it helped him to let go of some things and, and to forgive people <laughs> and forgive himself maybe. Um, and and it can be kind of, you know, powerful and cathartic like that, you know, um being there at a place where our ancestors, you know, gave their lives for, for something they believed in. And um, and there's so many individual stories like that, you know, um for people to to touch um and and hear this mo'olelo. And you know, um, yeah, those are some of the the impacts that i can i can really think of um for me you know <laughs> um man it, it feels uh part of it feels surreal you know when when this whole idea came about that a hey, we might get a chance to preserve kuomo and you know we had to raise it was i think a little over 3.2 million dollars um, the number seems so large like i you know i remember thinking I'd never done anything like that. And I thought, is this even possible? Like, is this a dream, you know? <laughs> and, um, and so I guess on a personal level, and this experience really made me realize that like, there's a lot we can accomplish, um, with, with the right vision and, and Mo'olelo and Kupuna intervention, you know, and, and I think, uh, sometimes, at a community level, we might doubt that, or we might doubt our individual ability to achieve things. Um, but I think uh Kuomo'o teaches us that, yeah, I mean, um we we have to do it for Aina and for each other, and and um sounds cliche, but but anything is possible, you know. Um, and and I think we have to think that way um for our future because uh The challenges that we face uh, really are going to take a lot of creativity and innovation and and courage like monono folks to to do what's right you know
1: thank you for sharing that story it's really touching hearing the impact of of doing that malama aina work i wanted to ask if you could share your thoughts on the connection between caring for a place stewarding the aina and also stewarding these moolelo I guess I'm asking this thinking about how, you know, when I was learning history in school, it was often learning it from a book. But what is it like to learn these stories from the place where they happened and to see how that place continues to evolve and, and to live?
0: Yeah, you know, I thank you for that, that insight, you know, and that reminder. Um, and I don't feel I ever do justice to the Mo'olelo of Kuomo'o and my grandmother Um, and the stories that I've learned in the same way that I, that I can do when I'm at (laughs) Kuo Um, it's, it's, it's emotional. It's, uh, it's embodied, you know, um, to, to kind of walk on that Aina and, and be thankful, you know, for, for the. Mm-hmm. Even in the midst of challenges and uncertainty, our, our people tried their best to to lead, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, for the future of our place. And um yeah, and so I think um being there, um, but but being there knowing that we at least for this one portion of Hawaii and this one story, um you know, in perpetuity, we, we'll be able to malama that that place, and um, and that's a good feeling for me. You know, because I'll be honest. You know, in in my twenties, as I watched development kind of go up around that coast, um, oh man, I had so much uncertainty and anger. You know, confusion and. And I worried, oh man, what if what if somebody tries to build something there? What would I do, you know? Because um, it's it's a very important place, um, at least for for me, you know, and and I think many of us. And so so now when we go there, we can release that that angst and that uncertainty, at least in a small pocket, <laughs> you know, um, and know that like you know, now we can reflect on, on where do we move forward collectively together with Aloha Aina and, and how do we, how do we um, continue to tell these, the idea about Mo'olelo is, um, Mo'o is a succession, yeah, so that little lizard that climbs on the wall, you know, she's named Mo'o because she walks so cool, you know, and, and it's like a succession of, of how she moves. um, And then Mo'o, the other part, olelo, right, comes from the word olelo, like what we speak, what we say. So a mo'o olelo is is something that continues to be told over and over again, yeah, that our people consciously made a decision that this is something we're going to tell again because there's meaning there, right? There's something for us to learn generation after generation. And so being able to to tell these mo'olelo about kuomo'o while trying to steward that place and, and and get it back to ecological integrity <laughs> um, is a really, really uh, amazing opportunity and experience. And um, it certainly made me, you know, I'm not the storyteller my gran- grandmother was. I probably will never be, but, um, but it's made me better. I, I will at least say that. <laughs> it's made me better and to be able to associate the specifics of, of the places and the resources. And, um, you know, we go, Kelsey and I were just there a couple of weeks ago and just walking the Aina, you know, and, um, seeing the, the Pahale where, where our people decided to reside, you know, even before the battle. And what's amazing is like with all the changes ecologically that we've experienced in Hawaii, there is no dryland forest there anymore. That's a native forest, you know. Um, sea level is changing, our climate is changing. But you go walk on these old house sites and the microclimates, immediately what always happens on everyone, the ocean breeze comes right on your face. And you get cool and and you can just see the the detail to a Uh, that our kupuna had the attention of, you know, why you would put a hale here because even in this really hot spot, this microclimate continues to exist. And so there's so many lessons there for me, you know, um, to learn and, um, and gather kind of off the aina. And, uh, and so, yeah, I feel like, you know, we're just figuring it out, um, you know, in and engaging Kua and, and the opportunities that are there, but it's certainly, made me a better (laughs) you know ha'i mo'olelo and um yeah and i think it's made me appreciate mo'olelo in general more and and you know every other people's places you know um and then visiting aina and and uh yeah powerful to be a part of this you know at this time and you guys have so many great people you're funding aloha aina nonprofits and yeah it's just a real honor to just a try to do a little bit of something in our little pocket.
1: <laughs> yeah, I really hope that people who hear the mo'olelu you shared in this format will be encouraged to later on, you know, when there's an opportunity to experience the aina themselves, that they'll look for those opportunities. But I did want to ask if, in the meantime, there are any ways our listeners can get involved or support your work.
3: Yeah, absolutely. We... um we would love for more, more folks to get involved, get engaged with us. Um, you can follow us on our social media accounts um, on Instagram and Facebook at aloha kuomo o aina. Um, and, you know, we also are, are in the process of uploading uh, this content to our website as well. So you can always check out our website, uh, www.kuomoo.org. Um, for kind of the latest of what's going on, what we're doing. Um, we also, you know, really encourage folks who feel inclined, if they want to, you know, donate to us, support our, our efforts at Kuomo'o, um, you can donate through our website as well. Um, yeah, and then just continue to look out for our announcements. Um, you know, when we do restart our community work days, if you are if you are on island, and we would love to have you folks come Um and I think just in general, um, you know, just for everybody everybody listening to, you know, just to Malama Ko Aloha, to, you know, continue to live, live Aloha and live Aloha Aina within, within all of our own places and communities. Um, and I think that's how we, that's kind of how we grow this wave of Aloha Aina um, to really make make things happen. So, um, yeah, definitely follow us, check out our website
2: and, um, and malama (laughs) koloha. We're just coming up on the end of our time now. So I want to leave space. If there's anything we haven't talked about yet that you wanted to share.
0: Um, you know, I just, I just want to, again, mahalo you guys and kind of speak to the importance of like, um, kind of progressive, um, uh, foundation work and, you know, philanthropy that I think you folks are in a lot of ways, like leading the charge for Hawaii. Um, you know, there's, you know, I, I don't know, maybe because we get such beautiful place and beaches and, you know, people travel from all over the world and they come here to escape their problems um, that maybe they don't want to see the the layers of historical injustice and and the challenges and the social justice issues that we face here in hawaii um or maybe it's harder i'm not sure how to what it is but but i do know that your folks work with hawaii people's fund and you know these efforts to really like fund independent work that services our community and and does it you know from you know at least in some instances from a real cultural lens and framework you know um it's just so important and and i just want to thank you folks for that and and this you know this kind of opportunity um to to help get some of our our stories out um and yeah and just let people know yeah you know we even in the midst of all these changes and challenges you know we we can find ways to to um, malama our place and, you know, stand up for our aina and, and advocate. So, yeah, mahalo.
2: Mahalo to you both for joining us today. It was really great to speak with you. Yes, mahalo nui to you
3: know and Kenji. This is awesome.
1: Yeah, thank you. A few weeks after our remote interview, we were able to visit Kuwamo'o in person with Kamana we recorded a longer telling of the Mo'olelo of the battle at the site itself and a conversation about the impact of real estate development and the future of Hawai'i. Keep an eye on the Hawai'i Rising feed for that special episode coming soon. Hawai'i Rising is a podcast from the Hawai'i People's Fund produced by me and me with additional support from
2: Mickey!
1: Our theme music is Revolutionary, from the band Ukla Mock, written and sung by Mickey Hui Hui. Production of this podcast is supported by a fellowship from Princeton University. Thank you to our community donors and to you, our audience, for listening.
2: In our next episode, we'll be speaking with Malama Makua. So it's not about picking a fight, it's about winning the war. Sometimes we step up and sometimes we step back but it's always with the intention that the I know wins. You don't want to miss it.